I do. My water is somewhere behind me. Uh, Get your water. I'm Andrew McDonald. And I'm Sam Harper. And we are here once more to talk about pop culture and other things, um, even if we weren't in quarantine. Yeah, we were in quarantine because of... Uh, well, we can't say that word, because apparently, if you say that word, you stop getting modernized. So, and this is on YouTube. Yeah, I, I, YouTube's kind of the standard or kind of that, that sort of stuff, so I wouldn't be surprised if other companies start doing the same thing for yeah. reasons. So we're just going to call it the C word, yeah. and it's we're not, not... experts. We're just here. Yeah. Living in the Northeast, which is uh, very close to New York, or some of us actually in New York. Yeah, it's like really grim outside. Really grim. Yeah, I mean... I've long since said, New York is the worst, and it's it's proven it. I don't know, man. I mean, we've talked about this. It's a good thing I'm not governor. I don't know. I'd have to be like, close the bridges and tunnels. Don't let anyone back in. And then they'd be like, but but people are still there from New Jersey. You're gonna lock them out? And I'd just have to look at them and be like. If they die, they die. <laughs> and you do it with a Drago voice? Exactly. If he dies, he dies. Yeah. I reshaped your Skype window, and it made you much bigger than me. <laughs> so, good for you. <laughs> like, the behind-the-curtain shit that's coming to this episode is going to be, like, yeah, top-notch. Yeah, it's going to be bad. Uh, so, uh, needless to say, um, yeah. The last two weeks uh, in the United States, because as of today, it's now uh, Thursday the 26th, they've been a bit of a clusterfuck. Uh, everyone is either being stuck at home, uh, people be dying, and uh, uh, you're afraid of anyone who sneezes. Fuck bless you. Just get out of my way, man. Don't do that shit around me. Funny enough, sneezing is not one of the symptoms of the C word. Exactly. Exactly. It's just one of the things... Vince McMahon will look at you like you have a problem about. Vince McMahon hates people who sneeze. Really? Uh-huh. He also hates when he sneezes. He dislikes the idea that he doesn't have full control over his body at all times. See, you know, the thing about Vince, like, you could be making a funny, and or you could be 100% serious. That's... Yeah. No, I'm, I'm being 100% serious. Apparently, there have been plenty of times where someone has been talking to Vince and sneezed, and he just looks at them with utter disgust, the stories say. And it's just like, how could you fucking do that in front of me? <laughs> like, just... a natural body reaction? Yeah, I don't know, man. Once you get rich, people get weird. They get weird as fuck. You know, Vanessa Hudgens out there going crazy. You know, I can't go to Coachella this year. I don't understand. Madonna losing her shit in quarantine. Just singing songs. I didn't know about the Madonna thing. I do know about the Vanessa Hutchins thing, and that's that was dumb of her. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's you know she's pretty. She's young. She's got a lot of money. She's dumb. she's not young. She's my age. Well, that's not that young, but she's young enough, and she's got a lot of money. No, look, look I feel as though people are already weird, and the money just makes it more acceptable for them. This is true. This is true. But when you have money, you're allowed to be weird. And you, uh, even when you're, she's she's young. You probably your age. She's thirty one. I mean, like it or not, she looks like she's still in her early 20s. That doesn't mean shite. I'm just saying money helps you 
look good, and money helps you stay mentally young. I mean, for God's sakes, Eminem was a huge hit, and someone had to tell him that he could get porn on the internet because he didn't know. Years after he was a big hit, like they did an MTV and Cribs at Eminem's house, and he was showing off his wall of his porn collection on DVD, and someone said to him, oh man, it's kind of awesome that you keep it so old school like that. And he's like, what do you mean? He's like, I mean, you got all these porn DVDs. You can just get it on the internet. And it was like, what do you mean I can get porn on the internet? Oh my God, seriously? Like, this was in the mid-2000s. Yeah. Like, this was not like, you know, the early 90s where, you know, you'd be on the internet waiting all night to get a boob. A boob. A boob. Yeah. This was the mid-2000s when, you know, porn was everywhere. And he, Porn's... Was not, he was not aware. He was not aware. He was doing it old school. Like his, like his daddy did it. And like if he knew his daddy. I mean, I, I, didn't, I didn't get into the family history of Eminem, but it's possible. Yeah, his daddy, he was daddy wasn't around. Well, nonetheless, maybe his granddaddy did it. Maybe his granddaddy went to the peep shoes. Twenty-five dollar, twenty-five nickels. I don't know. Twenty-five nickels. I'm trying to do the math on that. I, I was meant to say a quarter, but it came out weird. But yeah, quarter for the peep show. Twenty-five. Uh, One twenty-five. A dollar twenty-five. I mean, that's probably a fair price, actually. Uh, you know, you got thirty seconds with the lady behind the curtain. I feel like we're getting on a weird tangent. It's a little bit of a weird tangent. But nonetheless, this is what isolation does to people. <laughs> to you, maybe. You're the one talking about fucking 25 nickel peep shows. I mean, it was a savings back in the day. <laughs> you, want, you want to review some trailers, man? You want to still talk about peep shows? Why are we going to talk about trailers? None of these movies are coming out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's so bad. Oh, fuck. Okay, actually, to be fair, your first movie is coming out. Your first movie is coming out. Yes, because it's coming out on Quibi. So, uh, Most Dangerous Game, coming out on Quibi, which is a new streaming service that will allow you to hold your phone in landscape or portrait mode and still see uh, a movie filmed for it. That seems to be their big gimmick. It's Netflix for the mobile devices. There's no, like... TV, there's no way to watch it on your TV or your laptop. You watch it only on your phone. Yeah. And all of them are like chapters, and they're like only like 10 to 15 minutes each. Mm. And there's a new episode each day. There you go. And I, I don't know if, I guess this, maybe this is their main launch thing. I haven't looked up Quibi a lot. I know a little bit about it. but um, They have one with uh, Christy Teigen is like a, a judge. And like all of the cases are legally binding. So she's making judgment and decides on like... Uh, it's like the People's Court, but like... Is it like a scripted show or like a, just a show? Well, like a reality show, kind of. They're playing it like it's not scripted, so I'm a... No. So, maybe. But like, it's like the People's Court, but the judge is Chrissy Teigen, and mm -hmm. Chrissy Teigen's never... Like, I'm pretty sure didn't study law, so like... No, I'm, I'm it, pretty sure she studied nothing that was close to law. I think they gave her a mediator license and a mediation license, and was just like, okay, so you get this side stuff, and she's just like, okay... I'm not even sure they did that. I'm pretty sure they were just like, hey, do you want to run a show? And then they went to these people and they are like, hey, do you want to go on a show where Chrissy Teigen will decide? And they're like, who's Chrissy Teigen? John Legend's wife. Who's John Legend? All right, look, she's this hot Victoria's Secret model. Do you want to be on her show? Yeah, I guess so. Why not? And that's how the conversation went with some of these people. You know, in people's court, like, 
at the end that everyone get like the the comp the, the the show itself paid the fees, so the people yeah. even if they lost, they didn't have to pay anything. Yeah, I know that specifically because my brother was on that. Your brother was on the episode of People's Court. Uh, it was either People's Court or it was one of those like Judge Somebody shows. Did he I, win? He did win. He did win. It was a former landlord who apparently he apparently sold his furniture to, and then he was complaining the landlord did not. Uh, pay him for the furniture, so he took him to small claims court, and then it ended up being called for the people's court or something. Uh, the landlord, I believe, called him cheapy cheapy on the screen because he's like, "My guys would come up and do work in your apartment. You wouldn't tip them." And this and that, they didn't like to do it, and then other things. But the, my brother had uh, numerous documentation of text messages and other things, so the guy was kind of fucked. <laughs> he did. Uh, he did end up winning, even though I will say my brother denied me a fucking chance. To be a meme because it's like yo let me come with you on people's court he's like nah i was like look i just want to sit behind you like the family does so that when you're saying something or the guy says something i can just react like my goodness like what the fuck and it's just like oh shit did you hear that i just wanted to do some stupid shit behind be on camera and become a meme and he denied me it and i'll never forgive him never forgive him i'd have milked that shit <laughs> <laughs> I could totally see you doing some dumb shit like that yeah. and it totally ended up being a gift and that's how we get famous and no. I wouldn't I wouldn't hate it. I would I'd still take the check. I'm so upset that he didn't let me go. It would have been a thing. I would have worked so hard and I couldn't. It just Yeah. It's frustrating. But yes, back to Quibi. <laughs> back to Quibi. So again, uh, one of their uh, the movies is called The Most Dangerous Game. I'm assuming it's based off the book, The Most Dangerous Game, and all that. Oh, well, movie, probably. I think there was a movie about it, too. So I mean, like, I'm pretty sure everything started with the book. But, yeah, based the same concept as before. It had, But it has Liam Hemsworth. Remember him? He's he's hot. He's the, uh, 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 the Discount Hemsworth, yeah. Discount Hemsworth is a strong... All right. Strong, all right. Discount is a strong word, I would say. Way. If Chris Helmsworth is the Hemsworth you buy from Target, Liam is the one you get from Walmart. And then the other Helmsworth that nobody remembers, the third one who's not as famous, he's the one you get from uh, Dollar Tree. I will take that comparison. Yes, yes. You can get comparable things at Walmart and Target, but you know, typically it's a little lesser quality. Is Liam still married to or engaged to Miley Cyrus? They got married. They got divorced. They got married and divorced? Yes, Mally was too much for him. Wow, okay. Well, She wanted to bring bitches home, and he was not uh, feeling it. <sighs> I mean, he's dating a girl right now, so I'm, I'm thinking yeah. that's what happens. Yeah. That's what it is. Miley Cyrus is, like, the arc of Miley Cyrus is so not what I thought was going to happen. Yeah. And, and I... I, I kind of respect her. Life is... Funny, like you know, just I kind of respect Miley Cyrus for her game. I can't be mad. She broke up with him because she wouldn't let he wouldn't let her bring chicks home, and then she started I mean, dating I chicks. Like that's probably part of it, but it's probably no. Like there's there's obviously more there's shit. Probably lots more, but totally going on a tangent. But Christopher Waltz is in it, and he plays. He's the like if you don't know, he's the. He's known for many different roles. My personal favorite is in Glorious Bastards because he was the Jew hunter and he was. Great. I like good. I got. I like charismatic, interesting villains. 
And he definitely was. And in this one, he looks like he's the uh, he's the guy starting the whole game. He's not actually hunting this person, but he's like arranging everything. And so the concept is, is basically Liam Helmsworth has to stay alive for 24 hours when the game starts. And every hour he's alive, the amounts will be deposited into his bank account. For the last one is going to be a grand total is going to be 24 million dollars. So I'm assuming it's like it starts off with like first ones like a couple grand, and the second ones like. A hundred thousand, like you know, this thing just keep going up and stuff like that. But um, it looks cool. Uh, Liam is trying really hard not to die. There's like people chasing him with, like you know, there's somebody with a like shooting guns off a motorcycle. There's a part where he's in a car and gets corroded from behind. There's like somebody's trying to stab him with a screwdriver on a train. There's like a lot of stuff. Yourself to be hunted for that possibility of money. Twenty-four million? No, that's not enough for me to be hunted. I need right amount. I need half a bill. Because, like, if I get, if I make it out, regardless of how well I make it out, I know I'm good. I know people I care about are good. Mm-hmm. I definitely give you guys a couple mil so you can keep the uh, Rapture Press going. And, like, the rest of it, I could just, like, buy Sam Island, like, I, like I've like i always planned. So, Sam Island. Yeah. Uh, Start my own little society and shit. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. 24 is too cheap. I want to say no all around just because, you know, all it takes is one bullet. I, I like the idea of it, but uh, someone might fuck me up. I don't like that. I, don't like like that. Is the, I mean, I, I could, like... Not an action here. I need at least an hour head start. I, I get it. Half, <laughs> half a bill is a lot of freaking money, and, oh, like, that, that's enough for I me to, like, try that if I'm dead. I can't just take care of people. I gotta be selfish, too. <laughs> Alright, so what do you think about the most dangerous game? You and you out? Uh, it seems like a good concept to launch a service. Um, I think do you want to try Quibi to try it? Use it? I don't know. That's the problem. There's a lot of streaming services competition right now. Um, that's I think it's like five bucks. Sure. That's all we have. All we have are streaming services right now. I gotta, I gotta wait and see. If I hear good things, maybe I'll hop on board. It's only a matter of time before they start bundling them. And then when they bundle them... Like, I mean, Disney Plus is already doing it with ESPN and uh, Hulu. But, like, once they start seriously bundling them, I guarantee you Quibbly's going to be thrown in a couple of them and you can just pick it. Well, if it survives that long, yes. And right now, now, no one's able to make content for anything. So I hope they have a lot of stuff lined up. Because if not... That's the thing. These are all, like... if if They're, like, 15 chapters and each of them are, like, 10 minutes or something like that. Yeah, but, like, 15 days. Yeah, but like, it's not like they go away. They just introduce a new shit like but every. I have more stuff because no one can make anything right now. It's not just recorded stuff. It's stuff that they also get contracts for other shit. Like I think they got like, like Nicktoons and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's possible. It's just got to be formatted for Quibi and all that other little stuff. So mm-hmm. we'll, see. we'll see what they do. It's coming soon. All right. Uh, next one next. is Soul. Soul from Pixar. The Pixar, yeah. So um, they coming out this summer. No. Anyway, uh, so Soul looks like it's a this guy. He teaches a he's a music teacher, and he gets a chance of a lifetime where he gets to play. Like he used to be piano player for like a I guess a lounge band that he was really into, and he's like super excited about it. Goes home, tries to go home, end up getting. Uh, it looks like he falls off the band. And dies. It looks like he dies. And then he ends uh, up going... Wait, wait, well, okay, yeah, okay. Here, I see. What? 
Because like you're describing it, it looks like he dies. But he looks like he dies. So he's like a soul, and like he's like trying not to go to heaven because like he did he had stuff to do, and he ends up falling into the great before, which is I swear uh, Lutherans are gonna have a field day with this movie because like they're in this area where like these are all people before they become people before they get thrown their souls get thrown to earth to be born. So all these people get this is where they get their personalities and stuff, and you get to learn like meet this person who doesn't want to go earth because they just don't see the point and he's trying to get back to earth and this is all that happened in the trailer and then you find out later that he's still alive but he's in the hospital and like just i guess in a coma mm -hmm. so he's almost certainly gonna get out of that coma and most certainly make it to that gig it seems like a harsh turn for a children's movie to be like hey kids uh i know we uh did this game once or twice before with up where we, you watch you know this old lady die well this is the main character. He dead already. So, by the end of this, he gonna be real dead. Instead, they go, look, he's only half dead, kids. He can't come back to his body and come back to life now. It'll like, be great. Like Ghost Dad. Exactly. Like Ghost Dad. That perennial classic with America's favorite dad, Bill Cosby. Oh, wait. Like... <laughs> <laughs> It didn't take away the fact he made Ghost Dad. The movie was alright. But it was basically a freaking ghost. Because he was in a coma. How does that work? Is that music astral projection? Astral projecting? Astral projecting. I don't, I don't think we knew what that was back then. Uh, well, maybe you just... I mean, okay, I'm sure some hippie out there did. But I mean... Yeah, I read comics. They brought that, they broached that subject right All right, So I guess Doctor Strange did, sure. But uh, Elliot Hooper... Is a widower with three children, and he's currently working. What's his name? Or, or Hopper. I'm sorry, Elliot Hopper. Yeah, that's what I thought. Wait, this film was directed by Sidney Poitier. What the fuck? What the? F he's a in which a widower spirit spirit is able to communicate with his children after his death. It was critically panned and remains Poitier's least last directorial effort. Fuck this got Sidney Poitier to quit directing. <laughs> <laughs> he was just like, well. I am not good at this whole directing biz. Thanks, Bill. Oh, uh, man. Yeah, but apparently he's a widower with three children. I kind of remember some of this now, yes. I remember this movie very vividly. But he gets one cab that a maniac driver crashes, and the next thing he knows, he's floating around and landing in the lab of a scientist who studies the paranormal. He asked the scientist to send him back so he could finish the deal and make sure his children will be taken care of when he's gone for good. One of his kids was a magician, and, like, he tried to do a magic trick, and he fucks up, so he was, like, locked in a box, and he, the dad makes the whole box float and shit. It's kind of neat. Yes. Uh, in an attempt to, in, to change the ensuing mania of this taxi driver, he claims that he is Satan and orders the driver to stop the cab immediately. The cabbie drives the cab over the cliff of a bridge, and they both plunge into the river. Yeah. But guess what? He was alright. He was alive. Oh shit. He was alive and just in a coma somewhere else in the hospital. And you know what? They uh his soul somehow got back in his body because again, this is all astral projection. Going off astral projection's logic. And you know what? It's all good. It's, it's all gravy after that. Ghost dad. He's like the the scene ends with like him and his kids 
getting in the car and they're driving away and he's like still in the hospital gown and he's just like i'm gonna go home and they're just like sir you were just in a coma there's a lot of stuff he's like nope still got wires connected to me i'm gonna drive my car and drive my kids home which yeah. all right it made 25 million dollars worldwide i mean probably not that much in the 80s but still and the first review is this movie is probably the worst i've ever seen holy fuck the problem child disasters God, problem. Yeah. If you've never watched Problem Child, go find this movie. It is Prob- the worst movie ever, and the child in it the is the goddamn God, devil. He's the goddamn devil. The fact that John Ritter's character does not beat this child within an inch of his life, and then keeps this child long enough to for a sequel to be made where he is still this child's father, is unbeknownst to the world. There's a scene. This was the 80s. We beat children back then, and somehow this child was not beaten. There was a scene where, like, his babysitter was sleeping with her boyfriend, and, like, he somehow got, like, camera in there, and he took it and connected it to a projector and projected it on the side of the fucking house, them having sex. And, like, the neighbors came out with lawn chairs and were watching them have sex, like a goddamn movie in the, like, a summertime movie. It was the and- 80s. It was a different time. I don't even know how you would do that with the, the 80s technology. You would cut it unless you were a small, precocious child who knew how to do things. That's what the 80s were for. Problem Child 2 should have been Problem Children, but, you know. Yes. Well, Soul. So that's uh, from Pixar. Supposedly coming out this year. We'll see. Yeah. Or it'll go to Disney+, Plus, like uh, other things. Speaking of family movies, we got another one called Connected. Connected. I don't know anyone in this movie besides Maya Rudolph. So, I don't either. But, uh, basically the concept is, uh, it's an animated movie. A uh, father is looking at the, the memories that he's made with his daughter, going camping and doing all this fun stuff. And she's going to college, and he's just like, oh, wow, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm losing my baby girl. And so he decides, instead of having her fly to college, which would have been reasonable... He says, let's make memories, and he's going to drive her there with the whole family, like some last family trip before, and drop her off at school. So she's not great about that, but like they're all connected to like social media and like phones and stuff. So he's trying to have a moment where they're unplugged from the internet. At that exact same time, some undescript Apple knockoff company is introducing robots to be used in like the like assisted bots into use into mainstream and they're like the f- and the one of the first things and things the guy says is these robots will not turn evil so Actually, this feels more like google then for the fact that they say that but go on yeah so then the robots get released to the public and immediately turn evil yeah. and start the robot revolution yeah you got uh, Japanese toilets trying to kill their masters yes not taking your shit anymore literally but uh pss- yeah that's what they- i do they come for the comedy anyway uh the family now has to save the world because that's the plots of children's cartoons instead of like the military or anything or like you know john wick but let's let's send the family they're a family of john wicks that's what they have to do that's not even a special set of skills and that skills is to beat down sentient robots to death if they're not alive, is it death or is it the destruction? I don't know. John Luke Picard argued that once in the measure of a man. Is data real or is it not real? Is he alive because he thinks he is? 
Or is he just a machine? Et cetera, et cetera. You have um, such a boner for Picard, it's like, ridiculous. It's huge. Super huge. It's so huge. We have to interview Mr. Patrick Stewart before he does. Oh, don't put that pressure on me. Uh, you managed to get John. You managed to get Stan Lee. I yes, have faith in yes, you. Yes, yes. And now I live in a a seaward society. I don't know. <laughs> oh fuck! I just thought about that. No, he's fine. They they they've got him secure somewhere. Yeah, fine. We need a second season with his with his wife. But yes, uh, the main man is Danny McBride. He's the person who plays the main character in this uh, movie connected. Danny McBride is the father. Maya Rudolph is the mother. And the daughter, Katie Mitchell, is played by somebody named Abby Jacobson, who I don't know, but has been on Broad City. So. Oh, shit, I know that person. Well, there you go. Maybe she's the other Broad from Broad City. There, 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 there are two Broads, yes. Uh, okay, so... Um, Nah, connected. Uh, next, next movie. Uh, the Black Widow final trailer. So this is the final coming out. Yeah, dude. Okay, we get it. Just just clarifying for anyone who might not know. The C word. Not in May anymore. Okay, so uh, if you don't understand what's going on, change very quickly. A lot of the movies were supposed to be coming out, but they can't because theaters are closed in a lot of country, in a lot of states and countries because of scared they're gonna die because of the C word. So we can't say that these movies are coming out the time that it's coming out because Black Widow was supposed to come out like next month, I think. Yes. Yes. And that shit's not happening. Although Disney hasn't set an official date, right? Right? No, they've just said it's delayed, maybe later in the year. But Disney ain't releasing that movie when it could potentially make a billion dollars at theaters on Disney+. Plus. They want that money. And so I'm imagining, so does Scarlet. She's probably like, uh, I haven't waited this long to not get a movie for it to get straight to video. Anything to give her, not to give her her solo movie, right? Anything not to give her a solo movie. Exactly. Well, we shouldn't have done this. You didn't make any money on your film, Scarlet. And it's just like, bitch, there was a worldwide pandemic. Nope. I think it's because you have a vagina. Anyway. So the Black Widow final trailer. Uh, it showed us a lot more fight scenes from before. Showed us a little more of the... Well, actually, no. I still don't know what the fuck the plot is. Basically, she's going back to the go state. Save everyone who's in the red room. Is that what we're doing? I don't know. And Taskmaster runs the red room. Okay, so what was your theory? Who did you think Taskmaster is going to be under the mask? I believe the current theory is that it's actually Rachel Wise's character, who's a part of their little extended family. But she plays a character um, from the Black Widow comics who was also, I guess, a trainee for the red room, but kind of failed out of it a few times. Um, and then later is a, found a way to give herself kind of abilities or powers, so she was equal to Natasha and others. So, feels like that would be the easiest thing to do, that it's just uh, her. So, I have a theory that came to my head when you said that, and it's going to sound a little kooky, but what if the person who's Taskmaster is actually Natasha Romanoff? You mean the main character herself or another version of her? Another version. I mean, you'll need to give me more than this. I have no idea where you're going. Clone. I mean, okay, we could do that. If it's a clone, then I guess that's a good way for them to bring her back since they technically did that in Marvel Comics. Yes. So we have a clone, Natasha Romanoff, who also has the abilities of all the other superheroes, which one makes her 
a way more cooler superhero if she has Taskmaster's abilities now, so she could just look at people and get, pick up their martial arts styles mm. and like fighting styles. And two, it brings back Natasha in a way that no one really saw fucking coming. Mm -hmm. And three, they do the same thing they did with uh, Namora, and they kind of erase her character. Well, Namora and Loki, where they kind of erase her character by bringing a past one in there with not all the same ties. So it yeah. keeps the character fresh. True. Although I did hear another rumor that Florence Pugh would be playing Black Widow on a future Avengers movie. Her sister? Yes, so they might bring her in. And yes, yes, yes. Over. Yelena? Yes. Yes, the second Black Widow. So I think that might be more possible at this point, because at some point I'm assuming, you know, even if Scarlet enjoys the role, she's probably looking to hang it up. Yeah, this might be her hanging up, and she passes it on to her sister, mm -hmm. and she becomes the new Black Widow. And again, they have a younger cast. She has more time on the clock. They can get a couple more movies. Mm -hmm. Maybe have a little team up with Kamala Khan or some crap like that. Well, I mean, uh, you know, there, were, there was talk going around that Captain Marvel is going to be leading the team in the next Avengers movie when it comes out. So we'll see. Could happen. All right. Let's see. All, All right. right. So, I mean, that's, uh, you know, that's, that's it. Movies. That's movie trailers. So, reviews for TV stuff. Now, uh,. Yeah, we didn't... The world's been weird, so we've been kind of trying to figure out what to chat about in certain things. Uh, TV has been pretty much normal for the most part. Things that I've already taped uh, are still airing until they run out, and then they can't air anymore, obviously, because no one is filming, because everyone's afraid that they're going to cough on each other. But, um... So Starship Card wrapped up today. Uh, the season finale aired today, Thursday. And I want to talk about it without maybe spoiling everything since it's just today, but maybe next week we'll talk about it or something like that. Um, but it was fantastic. I had a lot of complaints at the start of the season. Oh, this isn't my Star Trek. Oh, uh, Starfleet people wouldn't act like this. Oh, uh, it's just stupid and it's just extra and it's boring and it's just. Fuck all of you. <laughs> Fuck all of you. This is exactly what I've been waiting for since Voyager ended. A Star Trek that looks forward. A Star Trek that actually goes where no Star Trek has gone before. It just does something. And changes Ooh. the rest of the universe. Not fucking Enterprise, where you go back before Kirk. Not fucking Discovery, where you go back before Kirk again. Not fucking Star Trek 1, 2, and 3, the movie, which just goes back to Kirk, but in an alternate reality, where things are not quite the same. No. I want the same reality that we have existed in. What going forward? Needless to say, um, this whole season has been about the idea that it's been kind of about the idea of like redemption. Picard has dealt with this failure that he had years ago um, that caused him to resign or fired from Starfleet. And he's not never quite lived it down. And now at this point, someone comes to him in the first episode, who is basically the daughter of his former crewmate, Data, looking for help. And he can't save her. Only to find that she has a sister who's identical to her as well, who also is going to need his help, or she's going to be killed just the same. And he makes it his mission to save her, even though 
he's not cleared to go into space because he's suffering from a brain disease, a degenerative brain disease that's going to kill him at some point. And they're like, you aren't fit for this other than if it was just you, fine. But with the brain disease, you shouldn't be doing this. But he gets into space. He finds a crew. He does these things to save and rescue this girl. And then we finally get to the end where he discovers where she comes from and like how she was created and how all this stuff comes about only to have to then face off against just ridiculous odds. And like, I'm not going to say it today. I'm going to just leave what happens happens. But I can say it's like, it gives you classic track moments. Like Picard speechifies an enemy and you go, this motherfucker is going to win because he started talking. <coughs> People are looking at him and they're like, this motherfucker can talk. And it's like, just, just crazy stuff. And just a good cast of characters. All pretty much brand new. A couple old characters coming back. Um, some cameos you don't expect. Uh, some goodbyes. Some, some crazy stuff. That, honestly, if you're watching... The, the last the last two episodes of the season. You, if you're a smart person, you can probably see some of it coming. Um, but just a lot of like little things that like all happen that just makes it feel really satisfying. And I saw people say like it's super satisfying, but it's satisfying but for the wrong reasons because it's like it had a slow build the whole season, and then at the end it kind of goes into like, all right, we got to wrap this up like classic trick. Card's got to do something awesome and crazy, but it's going to work out for him. It's all going to come together, and then, like, we're cool. Just good to go. Next adventure. Um, and it does kind of wrap up a little like that. But it just feels so fucking satisfying when it does. It's like, yes. It's like, you gave, It's like you feel like you get the old captain back. Whereas, like, the whole series, he's been, like, he's been playing the old guy. He's out of, he's been, it's been 20 years since he's been in space and all this stuff. And he's getting back into it. And he doesn't have all the resources he used to have. And he doesn't, he's not the guy he used to be. And like at the end, it's like finally like, yeah, no, this is fucking John LeGarde. Like, this is that guy. This is why you count on him. Because this is what the shit he does when the chips are on the line. This is the shit he pulls. And he gets it to work. And it's like, it was just really good. I honestly want to sit down and watch the whole 10 episodes of the season again. Ooh. I know it's coming for a second season. I'm super fucking excited. Like, there were lots of things I thought I could predict. I think I'm wrong now on some of them, but super excited. Like, you're just like, I want this. I want this now. I want them to do it. I want them to plan it. I want some better guest stars from Star Trek past, because the ones they used, they used effectively. And it's just like, this is what I want. This is like a, it just feels like a more grown up Star Trek. And um, where they're not constrained by being on a public network. Where it's like, look, people can't get pissed off at Curse because they gotta be on primetime TV. Like, you can't have people watching this and have somebody, you know, say, I'm gonna kick your ass. But, like, you know what? Damn it, in a situation, you guys need to leave because if you start some fights, we are going to kick your ass. And sometimes it's, it's just warranted. Like, 24th century sensibilities are not that shit. Sometimes it has to come out. So, needless to say, um, such a regard, I loved it. thought it was excellent. I think more people would have loved it if they saw the whole season in one shot. But, again, just, uh, streaming services have to dole it out now, bit by bit, or people will cancel. And right now you have the perfect opportunity to see it because uh, CBS, because of all the C-word stuff, is giving 
free month of CBS All Access Ooh. to anyone if you sign up. So basically, you can sign up for this and just binge Star Trek Picard right now in a, in a day or two. Um, and then you can go back and watch Discovery if you want or anything else on there. But Is Discovery having another season? I think they're having one more season. Okay. I don't know when it's coming out. I honestly haven't watched any of it. I probably will at some point, but it was just, again, it was past stuff. I'm like, I don't want past Trek. I want future Trek. This was future Trek. Loved it. Highly recommend it. And if you like Next Gen and Voyager and stuff like that, then you should be perfectly fine. Because this goes beyond those, and honestly, I think it's still probably one of the best Star Trek series ever. For just ten episodes, it's definitely the best Star Trek series I've seen. And it gives us so much more of the universe besides just what we see with the Federation on every starship and like places they stop. So, watch it. That's high praise. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, Star Trek Picard. Watch yeah. it. I guess I need you to watch it. So, do you have any TV stuff? Because I see like the next two topics are pretty much all me, but comics are going to be pretty much all you. So, no, I right. I have time to read and not watch. So, yes, I have time to read, but I didn't have time to take notes. That was the problem. <laughs> I've been working from home with my wife and my daughter, and they're they're wonderful. They're wonderful people. I love them. I love them to death. Love them so much. Just can't stand the idea of being apart. You're so full of shit, your eyes are brown. Like, I'm, like, totally seeing the lie. But, hey, it's my, my daughter's birthday today. So, I mean, there you go. Oh, happy birthday! She's three years old. It's going to be, wow. be excellent. Oh, but, uh, poor yeah. bastard. But, uh, so, no goddamn K-dramas. Although there is, um, there's a new one called Hi Bye Mama. Or Oh Hi Mama. It's on Netflix. It's basically about a woman who is dead. She's a ghost. She's wandering around. She hangs out with other ghosts at funerals. She sometimes goes to her ex-husband's home, where he's now remarried, with the daughter she died having, and watches TV with them, and watches them eat chicken that she can't eat, and uh, drink beer that she can't have. And yeah, Can they see her? They cannot see her. They, don't know oh. she, they did not know she's there. But like I said, she uh, gets hit by a car in the first episode and uh, dies, but she's pregnant with her daughter. So she gives birth to her daughter before she dies, and then she just kind of is stuck hanging on Earth. But one day she gets very frustrated while walking around, seeing her husband, uh, seeing his new wife not pick up her daughter on time from uh, daycare and things like that, and basically just starts to curse the heavens and curse God for doing this to her and all those other things. Um... And then, lo and behold, she realizes people on the street can see her doing this. And she realizes suddenly she can touch things. And suddenly she can smell things. Suddenly she can taste things. And she happens to be nearby her husband, who happens to walk by and realize, why does this woman look exactly like my dead wife? Uh, Which leads to them meeting and him realizing, "Uh, you're alive again. And her telling him, yes, I am alive again. I don't know why. But I'm here. Uh, so it becomes a thing of him trying to help his ex-wife uh, try to figure out what he's going to do next in terms of telling his family or, and her family about this, uh, hiding it from his new wife, especially uh, during one time when she actually goes to pick up her daughter from daycare because she knows her daughter is being left there too late. And uh, she goes to pick her up. 
So it's a thing. So, I've only seen really an episode or two. I haven't watched it. But it is uh, K-drama dramatic. And also the fact that she's now alive, she can also see ghosts, and they can see her and realize that she can see them. She has a lot of the ghosts and dead people that she knew, and other people who are just dead, coming to her and going, hey, you need to help me. You need to tell my son this. Like, he's been drinking too much. you got to tell him to stop drinking. Tell him his mother says not to do this. Or, hey, the money is here. Or tell this person not to go spend that money. Like, they need this money for that. Like Whoopi Goldberg and ghosts. Exactly. Except also, uh, she's got this. And she also has a deadline of 49 days where she's either going to die again or she'll do something in this 49 days that will allow her to stay alive. So, yeah. Hi, bye, Mom. Why, why 49? There seems to be something about it, I think, honestly, in Korean culture. And I could be completely wrong, so if I am and anyone's watching, forgive me for my bullshit. But um, there was another series I know previously, a K-drama called 49 Days, and it was roughly the same thing. A girl almost dies, ends up in a coma, and she's basically told you got 49 days to collect tears of three people who care about you genuine tears of them crying about you um and you can come back to your life and like she's in another body doing this but she can't like sit there and try to make people cry like people have to literally think of her on her own and cry and she's got to collect those tears somehow if she can get three she's coming back to life uh needless to say that show happened the girl was able to collect the three she did get the three tears she was able to come back to life and then a few days later died again because apparently she had some other prolonging thing in her heart or whatever that would have killed her naturally at that same point in time. But the first near death she had was incorrect and she shouldn't have died. But basically the whole time she's like on earth trying to collect these tears, she's technically in the body of what I think is a half-sister that she never knew existed. So she's actually able to reunite her half-sister with her parents. Or it's like, oh, actually, no, it was, it was she had a sister who got into a truck at a very young age, walking around on the street, and vanished, and they could never find her. And eventually, she got found somewhere else in the country and was raised by a new family, because no one could ever find where her family was and knew her. So she actually had a full-blooded sister who actually went va who vanished one day. Because she crawled into a truck? Yeah, they were out playing on the street, and there was like some flatbed truck or something. They crawled in, the person didn't know they were there, and it drove off. And because her sister, who was the dead one now, who's now inhabiting her body, um, was too young. She couldn't give them any information on what happened or where she went. And she was still just young enough to not know anything, to tell them where her parents were, who her parents were, or where she lived. So they just never found her. And she grew up with a whole other family until, yeah. Dude, I'm telling you, K-dramas are dramatic. <laughs> there's dramatic and then there's like Shakespearean. Yes, dramatic. Yeah. So yeah, she dies and she ends up inhabiting the body of her full-blooded sister and uh, using her body to help find her, her way back to her life and then dies immediately thereafter. But now her family is complete and back together without her. Yeah, mm. yeah. so uh, that show. But I was going to just say, no K-dramas, just Mama Moo. Watch the video hip. It's fun because it's Mama Moo. Mama Moo's great. Okay. Also, another video. It's an old one they had called... Uh, uh, one centimeter taller where they're basically talking shit about each other about who's taller than the other one and how this one is too short and not, not as pretty it's ridiculous but it's kind of fun and it's super catchy
I'm new. Um, okay, so we're going to skip over that and go straight to games. Um, so, yeah, games. Uh, lots of games to play, honestly, uh, either through Xbox Game Pass or anything otherwise. But the big one this week was Half-Life Alex on Steam. It's a VR game. Um, so if you don't have VR, you can't play it. And that sucks for you, especially if you're a Half-Life fan who's waited about 16 years for the next episode of Half-Life to come out. <laughs> uh, I have VR. Uh, I have an HTC Vive. Um, so it's not the top of the line, but I did get to play uh, about an hour or change of Half-Life Alex, and I'll say it's probably one of the best VR games in creation at this point. Ooh. Uh, the world's super detailed. It feels like a Half-Life game on your head. Uh, you play as Alex, uh, the character of Eli... Damn, I'm forgetting his name. But... Uh, basically one of the main scientists from Half-Life 1 and a major, major character from Half-Life 2. Um, you play his daughter, who's also a major character in Half-Life 2. Um, this is a prequel set, uh, I want to say five years before the hero of Half-Life shows up. Um, but yeah, it's it's fun. It's interesting. Uh, it's a little weird because it's still VR. You know, you can't exactly run and jump it like normal. And you can't necessarily do it with the controllers. Um... Playing with HTC Vive, I think I probably have the lowest experience. I think the ideal one is probably currently Valve's um, uh, VR headset. $1,000 fucking VR headset. $1,000. Well, I mean, it's the headset, the controllers, the infrared blasters. But yes, it's $1,000. Oh, oh, sorry. Sorry. That, without those other accoutrements that you need to play the game, it's like what? Like 700 probably. Yeah. Mm, yeah, it's okay. Still, it's still pretty expensive. Um Although, I mean, the Oculus Rift, I think, was 1000 and I think the Vive was about 600 700 so... Yeah, but they didn't have a game attached to it that we were waiting 16 fucking years for. That's the primary thing. Valve has a killer app for VR. Um, it's gotten very good reviews. Uh, I can see why. Uh, I think the game clocks in for most people at about 15 hours, so it is in no way a short VR game. It's actually fucking full-length first-person shooter VR game. Um, first-person shooter game, period. Um, so, yeah. Uh, if you got VR, it's probably worth your time to play. Uh, I'll probably play it a little bit longer just to see how it goes because it's you know, it's Half-Life and as much as I'm kind of annoyed that they fucking took this long to do something when Valve has more money than God and, you know, they could get any creators to work for them and build a new game. Okay, I guess I'll play this one now. So it's here. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's good. Maybe. What are you thinking? At the end of Half Life Two, did somebody's brain get sucked out by like an android, like um, a drone? It's been so fucking long since I finished the game. I can't be certain. I don't I think that happened. I think that did happen. It's possible. Someone's brain got melted out. Ending, and then there's the Half Life, like episode one, episode two. There, there was like an expansion to Half Life Two, where it was supposed to be three episodes. It was supposed to bridge the gap between Half Life Two and Half Life Three, and they released Half Life like they released episode one and episode two, and they left us on a cliffhanger for episode three. For episode three. That was going to wrap up all this before Half-Life 3. And then they never released episode fucking 3. Which was the killer thing. 
So, like, they finished Half-Life 2, and then they released supposedly three expansions which come out, and they never bothered to finish the fucking third one. Which, one would assume they had the story already plotted out for. So they just had to fucking finish the third part. And they never bothered to do that. And they never bothered to put out Half-Life 3. So leave it a cliffhanger forever. There's going to be a documentary about this game. I know there is. And the backstory behind this is going to be so stupid. I don't I don't even know if there would be. Because I feel like at this point there already would have been the documentary. I don't think they... They, they literally just for years never talked about it. Like people would ask them all the time. Anytime they had any event, they'd be like, oh, where's Half-Life 3? And they'd be like, oh, well, we're still working on it. Where's it at? We're still working on it. And then after a while it started to just be like, we don't have anything to say about it. It's like, so you're not even fucking working on it anymore, are you? It's like... Like, you guys make billions of dollars every year selling every PC game on demand, and you can't fucking finish one? Can't hear you living in my money tower. Basically. I got a birthday shooting coins at my butthole gay. Yeah, that son of a bitch. Anyway, um, yeah. So that's Half Life. I'm, I'm bitter about it. I play it. So we move on now to comics. Mm-hmm. Do we cover this maybe at the end? Do you want to cover this at the end? The let's cover what? The, the diamond and the push. And the okay. push. Well, we could, let's put diamond at the end, but we can... The push thing is just... Uh, there have been creators and writers and artists lately who have apparently... I think started by Gail Simone uh, that have been pushing for... Um, Marvel and DC to do some crossovers. They want to. They want to have some fun again. I have been saying this for years, so I'm for it. I mean, I'm I'm for it. Who would you like to see crossover? I want a Justice League versus Avengers comic. We've had that. I want another one, and I also want like a almost like. I want, like, the beginning, you know that in the beginning of Agalong, uh, I cannot pronounce the comics, when they had the, the big war between the two of them to see which universe would stay, and then they ended up merging them at the end. Amalgam? Amalgam. When Amalgam comics and, like, various different characters of, like, the Marvel Universe was teleporting into the DC Universe and vice versa, mm. I would like that. I would like some kind of flash to happen, and, like, several of Marvel characters ended up in the DC Universe and vice versa. And they have to figure out what the fuck just happened. And then they end up meeting on each other. And, like, all the crazies... Like, for example, Spider-Man just wake, like just shows up in the Daily Planet. And he has to be the photographer for Lois and Clark. Which, that's kind of where it was last time. Or, like, some type of vigilante is, like, Punisher shooting up people in Gotham. And Batman has to stop him. And, like, just shit like that. Just, like... So, is it just, like, a... They show up there and do that? Or is it, like, in the story, they're now there for a while? They're, like, there for a while. So it's, like, uh, I would want a, a limited series. Like, this is, like, a 12-issue series. And, like, they just show up, and they're trying to figure out a way to get them back home while they're dealing with all the crap that comes with it. And, like, you find out who's behind all this and stuff like that and why they're connected. And... So does uh, Batman and Daredevil, like, switch towns? Like Batman comes to New York, like the Marvel C Marvel Universe, New York, and we get to see how he operates. 
Oh, like somehow his fortune and stuff gets transferred over, and he's just like he still has like the bat cape, but it's in New York, and he has to figure that out. See, I feel like he wouldn't need his fortune. I feel like you would just have Batman transfer over, and then he would just be like, "What's something I can invent here and sell?" And then he goes to somebody like a Tony Stark, and like invents like, "Here's the thing I have for an autonomous uh, car that can uh, be used to protect people." And then that's what he does. And he gets the money from that. Sells the idea to Stark. Stark makes it and he goes, cool. Now I've got money to be Batman. Yeah, I don't think it will probably go that way. What are you doing? I'm shaking. Okay, because I can just hear clicking. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, I was thinking Batman and Daredevil, though. Just because, you know, Daredevil would go to Gotham and he'd fight all of his rogues. And he could still be a lawyer in Gotham, obviously, if he can you know, fake his law degree. And then Batman could be fighting people like the Kingpin and the Hand. And, uh, you know, all those other people that Daredevil fights. Or some of Spider-Man's rogues at that point, I guess. Oh, okay. Yeah, I could see that too. Mm -hmm. Those are good people to just switch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to think who I'd want. Um, I don't know, honestly. I was thinking Champions and Young Justice, maybe, but... That Feels a little too clean. Yeah, no. Like the Avengers versus like the the Avengers. It's like A versus X doing Avengers versus Justice League, but do it more like uh, how they did it in New Avengers, where it was like incursion and like they just kind of just have to start to bleed into each other, and they needed to figure they need to fight. Well, maybe I would swap the Green Lantern Corps for the Nova Corps. Bring over the Green Lantern Corps to, to Marvel's universe. Maybe you'd bring over a couple of the cores. Bring over the Green Lanterns. Bring over the Red Lanterns. Bring over the Yellow Lanterns. And then just see who gets the rings. And let them try to do it with like, the Kree and the, the Shi'ar empires and see how like they stand between that. Yeah, I, I, can, fuck, I can fuck with it. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. It yeah. will never happen, but maybe it will. Maybe it will. Mm -hmm. So, uh, is it time for you to review some comics? It is time for me to review some comics. That means it's time for four minutes for comics, where I review a shit ton of comics in about four minutes. So that way you don't have to read them. Exactly. I tell you about them and tell you if I like them. And you time me for four minutes. And if I go over, you just fucking deal a little. That's all. No, we just stop. We just, we just, we just end. Everyone has to go on wondering forever what they missed out on from your melodious 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 sounds when you're ready you ready uh, in five four three two one okay so the first comic i want to start off with is hellions issue number one so hellions is a new x-men uh, comic. Uh, it starts off with fucking, um, what's his name? God, Havoc. Havoc almost killing a human, which is against the rules of the X-Men now, with all mutants of the Kokoa. So he gets put on the Hellions team, which is a team run by Mr. Sinister with all the mutants that are kind of not great, and, you know, who's are, like, all traumatically, or traumatically... Maybe psychos. Yeah, basically, they'd be psychos. I didn't know Empath was super psycho, 
but apparently he is. That's, and that's kind of funny, Walt. But anyway, uh, freaking Walt. But yeah, so uh, in X-Men, they don't, in the land of Kakarot, they don't really have like a kind of a criminal justice system. It's pretty much follow the rules or get exiled, but into like the exile pit, which they just throw you into the bottom of a Kakarot and you just sit there for an amount of, and an undisclosed amount of time. And that's just, and just hang out with Sabretooth and forever existing because that's not going to cause problems later. But Whatever. Uh, the Hellion team looks pretty cool. It has uh, Havoc. It has Psylocke, who's running, you know, the babysitter to make sure everyone's going doing the right thing. Basically, Katana on the Suicide Squad. Yeah, there's Scalp Hunter. There's um, uh, Empath. There's I don't know this guy, but he has a nanny. It's like this robot thing. It's so weird. I'm not gonna get into it. Hellions, it's gonna it could be meh. I'm not I'm alright. But you know, it's very interesting. It's dropping on concepts of a traumatized society based off their abilities because Empath is literally being turned into a psycho because his powers manifest. He would have been a fine human if he had just he hadn't manifested power, so there's some in that. But I'm getting a little too tired on that. I'm gonna move on. Uh that's a solid maybe. Once in future number number issue number seven. Uh if you haven't been reading Once in Future, it's really good. It's kinda like um you remember Grimm? Yes. Yeah, it's like Grimm, but like more Arthur. Uh, oh, that's a pretty kitschy uh, color. Uh, it's more deep off uh, King Arthuring law, so it's just like, you know, the Knights of the Round Table and all the magic loose stuff that goes with it. It's really cool. Uh, check it out. Uh, if you like badass grand peop um, old people, uh, uh, King Arthur tales turned on their heads, or, you know, just overall good stuff. X-Men issue 9, Deep Space Low, we got to see a whole bunch of other people. They brought back Kid Galactus and Brew. I fucking love those guys. If you haven't read Wolverine and the X-Men, which is when Wolverine was running the X-Men Institute, Jean Grave School of Higher Learning, you should check it out. It was a great run. But anyway, uh, now the X-Men apparently run the Brew, because Brew, the, the Brew that Brood, that is a uh, good Brew, is now the king of all the Brood. Figure that out. Okay, next one is D D Marvel. I'm sorry, DC DCs, the Unkillables. That's a sequel to the DC's DC Ceased, which was uh, uh, basically Marvel Zombies for DC, but way better done. DC Unkillables one and two is really good. I like the fact that making all the characters act in a very believable ways during the end of the one in the world, and I totally give everyone the chance. Everyone, uh, everyone should fucking read this comic. Okay, it's fucking hilarious. Jason Todd ties Joker to the hood of the Batmobile and drives him through the city. And he says, don't judge me. Decorum. It's in the comic book by Jonathan Hickman. He just released issue number one. It looks so fucking beautiful. He has a way of making you feel so small in such a cool way because he makes such a big, vast universe with all this information. And he just info dumps it, but in a cool way. And the art style is so rad and the characters are so cool. Go check out Decorum. If you haven't read East of West... Read East of West, and you will see how awesome it is writing is. And Decorum is just another, another one on that. Uh, last one, Lazarus Rising, issue two. They, this is the same comic that only has four issues a year, and you really need to try it out. Coming on Amazon, TV show. One last ad. Lazarus Risen, if you don't know, it's going to be a TV show on Amazon. They're based, based on the comic. And I think this has the potential to be... Better than Game of Thrones. There, I said it. And that, and that's ignoring the season seven and season eight. So that's season one to six. I think Lazarus has the potential to be a better Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. Now, I totally butchered that four minutes before comics, but I feel that okay. you should check out all the comics on there, except for probably Hellions, because you know it's that's a solid meh. I gotta be honest with you, it was very much meh to me. Did you read Hellions? 
I did. I read it today. It was, was it meh? Yeah, yeah. It's a meh. It's a meh. Like, I'm like, it was a little kind of just meh. It's just kind of like, we're going to, we need to use some of these extra characters. Where can we put them? You didn't really need to, though. That's the thing. You really did. Like, like, let's just throw them in a book, and Mr. Sinister will have a team, and we'll see what kind of craziness he can get them into. See, here's the thing. Like, have you read Fallen Angels? Yes. I, I That was Matt, too, but I would rather have Fallen Angels than fucking Hellions. Because, like, Fallen Angels seemed a little more like... It seemed more like... Uh, it made sense. I mean, sort of, when they have, like, yeah, Psylocke training with Laura... It was a miniseries, so it was just kind of like we're gonna put some characters in a miniseries, have them do an adventure, and it's over. But if you have Hellion, if you have Doctor Mister Sinister having the Hellion team doing its thing, and you had Fallen Angels over there doing their thing, and they were kind of already working for Mister, they were kind of working on behalf of Mister with Mister Sinister. Why don't you just make the Fallen Angels team more of a team? And didn't she recruit two new members for the team? I thought they were just gonna keep going with this. Mm, yeah, I think they did kind of. But I guess they were kind of working for themselves. It was just sinister helped them get off the island. They weren't really working with him. And then he they said kind of after him back something. And then they said, and then he said, like, anytime you need anything to get off the island, need anything, come to me. You pretty much you keeping me interested. Mister Sinister is a sassy bitch now. I like that. Yeah, he's a bit of a sassy bitch. He was uh, fighting with uh, what's his face. Exodus. He's always Exodus. fighting. With, he's always fighting with Exodus, and he's just like uh, over the size of their their shoulder cuffs. Shoulder cuffs. And I'm just like yes. There was that. Remember that scene in the fucking House of X where we were just like, oh, "Why didn't I not? I love like you went to Magneto's like I love your cape. Why don't I have a cape?" And it's like one of his servants is like, "I thought you would look good in a cape, but I didn't say anything." Oh, you did. Execute this man. <laughs> yeah, he's a bit ridiculous, and it's, he's executing clones of himself, so it's just you know ridiculous, right? Yeah. So yeah, they made him fun. They've made him fun. They really did. They really, really did. Happens, even though he's sending the Hellions in and basically to fight Madeline Pryor right now. So No, they're, make, they're not fighting Madeline Pryor. They're fighting the Goblin Queen. Well, either way, it's going to end poorly. Uh, no, poorly would be if Cyclops ends up leaving Jean for Madeline Pryor again. Um, I don't know if he can do that twice. That seems like, or three times. I don't know. Psychic, psych, Cyclops needs to stop messing with psychic bitches. Nah, man. I, mean, I know you like to live dangerously, Psych, but come on, man. Every woman you date can read your mind. That shit and is every, deadly. And every woman you date can also have sex with you for hours on end in your head. Yeah, that shit is deadly, too. No one needs that. It's kind of funny. I saw a joke, actually, today. It was on like a Facebook stream. And it was some woman saying, can the NBA come back? I, I need I need the NBA to get back into season. I can't be dealing with this sex six times a day shit. <laughs> yeah. And another comment below it was her friend going, sex six times a day? I've sucked dick twice this hour. He was like, wow, okay. Wow. He was like, well, there you go. Apparently, brothers need their basketball. So I'm, in line. I'm telling you right now, there's going to be a second baby boom because of this thing. There is. There is. And it's the worst baby boom ever because it's in the middle of Potential viruses. Yeah. And lack of hospitals. So. Not exactly the right time. I hope you didn't freeze. I did partially for a second. Okay, cool. You're back. That's awesome. I, I did. How you doing? I'm okay. 
I saw our stream freeze and everything froze, but it's all back now. So I think we're okay. 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 All right. But, uh, so, yeah, comics. One last thing. So, you want to talk about the diamond situation, or do you want to go into topics? I think we should talk about the diamond situation real fast. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, Diamond Comics is the distributor in North America for pretty much all comic books. Uh, indie books that sell in comic book stores, Image, Valiant, Marvel, DC. If you're in a comic book store, you probably went through Diamond. And if you don't go through Diamond, you have a much harder time getting into comic book stores. Uh, needless to say, uh, what was the exact wording Diamond used? They are not doing any shipments this month coming? Nope, um, not at all. Because they are afraid of the C-word. Yep, they are afraid of the C-word. That kind of puts a wrinkle in things, because if they halt shipments, no one gets books. And if no one gets books, comic book stores have nothing to sell, even if people shouldn't be going to them. And it puts a lot of things in really tough spots. So they said the comic industry is dying and like small business, small comic store shops are going to be the ones that die first. Yeah. This, this whole thing is just exact. This is just going to exacerbate the problem. They're going to, this is, this is not going to be good. A lot of small business, uh, small businesses because of the, it's going to get fucked up and, and comic book shops are small businesses. They are the epitome of small. So, um, as it's fuck. On Monday, March 23rd, Diamond announced it would suspend shipments of new products until further notice in response to a myriad of economic, regulatory, and public health concerns related to the COVID-19 situation. In other words, retailers will have no supply of new products, publishers will have very limited channels to bring their periodicals to markets, formalizing what already looks to be an existential crisis for industry that generated roughly $1.1 billion in sales in 2019 and serves as primary IP foundry for today's movie, television, video games, and licensing industries. Economic circumstances really forced them into hand with increasing numbers of retailers subject to closure by government shutdown orders, uncertainties throughout the supply chain, shipments on the way to stores that couldn't receive them, and concerns about the welfare of their company's own warehouse workers, Diamond realistically had few options. Uh, so yeah. Part of me wants to say this is really, really bad, and this is the last thing the comic book industry needs, and yeah, it's going to kill a lot, a lot, a lot of stores that depend on weekly shipments for their customers who come in weekly and can you buy things. I hear a butt coming on. Yeah. The but is, this might be the thing that has needed to happen for a long fucking time. Because Diamond is the only game in town for comic books in North America. And like it or not, they've had a goddamn stranglehold on it. And this needed to be changed forever. And it was never going to be changed as long as they were on top. Nope. As long as the big guys like Marvel and DC knew they had to go through them and had no issue going through them. Um, the problem is it's going to kill tons of stores and tons of retailers. Um, because really the truth is Marvel and DC at this point in their life could pull out of Diamond wholeheartedly and either figure out a method to ship stuff to comic book stores or just go completely digital if they thought that it was there. And comics would still go on. But um, at this point, yeah, I don't, there's no good solution to this. Nope. This this needs to be Diamond needs to be broken. 
their, their stranglehold needs to be broken on the industry, but this unfortunately isn't the best way for it to happen. And yeah, it's going to kill a lot of stores. A lot of stores are going to die in the short term period. Yeah. Um, and it's not even like these stores can like supplement a little bit and be like, hey, we'll do sales and like get rid of a bunch of back issues and stuff like that. Because you can't have people fucking come to your store anyways. <laughs> so it's like, how do you do it? Like, the store I used to go to for years used to like always do like a box sale in the summer. Where they let you buy like a comic book long box for like 40, 50 bucks. And they would put out their back issue bins and basically be like, you can fill up this box with this box comfortably. And that's it. You'd pay for the 40, 50 dollar box and they have their selection of books out there and you just go through and pick the books you want. Shove me your new box. And you'd leave with a box full of comics. I like that. Yeah. And that was a way they got rid of their overflow and their back issues that weren't going anywhere. You know, they sold boxes for a higher amount but made a couple more bucks off the profit uh you know off of the the crap that was sitting there so they had more room for for new crap eventually uh people can't do that because nobody can go out anyways and you know the idea of hey i'm gonna go to the comic book store and buy a long box and fill it up out of things that people around me are touching all over the place sounds like a poor idea it's like, let me get to a crowd of people who are going to touch a thousand things. Let me touch those things behind them. Also, if Gambit came out with a new comic book and like, um, and we're on issue three, and like, I don't, or like, we're on issue seven, I'm not going to be like super excited to buy issue four or five. Yeah, probably not. But if you, you know, if you never had issue four and five, and you wanted to get into Gambit, and you got it eight, hey, here's your chance. Catch up. Do what you can. Do what you can. Be a fan of Gambit. Who's not, how, how not to be a fan of Gambit? He's one of the coolest X-Men. I mean, you know, wore a trench coat and was you know, from Louisiana. There's a couple things there people could have problems with. You know, He's also the king of thieves. Or the head, the head of the thieves guild. Exactly, but what if you don't like thieves? You wouldn't steal a, you wouldn't steal a car. You Give me enough shoot time. a policeman and then steal his helmet and then crap in it. You wouldn't deliver it to his grieving widow for her to open. What the hell are you quoting? See, this is why you need to watch the IT crowd. That's episode three. That's how it starts. Because Moss is trying to watch a private pirated movie. And it says before the movie, you wouldn't steal a car. You wouldn't steal a baby. You wouldn't shoot a policeman. And then steal his helmet, and then defecate in it, and then wrap it in a box and send it to his grieving widow. <laughs> Don't pirate a movie. And the end of it basically is someone pirating a movie and getting shot in the back of the head by a police officer on their computer. <laughs> it's fantastic. That's so dark. Yeah, oh, that's my crowd. But you don't listen when I tell you. It's amazing. Oh. I'm alright still. Anyway, final topic. Final topic. Final topic. <sighs> so, See? You well, know, it's because you've been yawning, you bastard. Um, I, I yawn. I'm the yawner. So, so yeah. This is a, it's what, a list of all the movies that are being delayed. And so what do you think? Release the movies? Go straight to the video on demand or delay? So no one is even knows what we're talking about, so we should probably give it some background. If you hadn't guessed throughout the movies, like, throughout this episode, we've been talking about a lot of 
movies that are delayed because of the C word. A lot of things are being pushed back. A lot of stuff that we are expecting to see this blockbuster summer has been pushed to the whole. Like, some to, like, November, some to December, some to next year. Some, we don't even know. Uh, so, uh, Andrew, you want to go through this list of, of movies? So, like, you know, a couple of the ones that we know really well? Yeah, I guess so. Quiet Place 2. Those ones come out March 20th. To be determined. Uh, Black Widow, May 1st, of course. Uh, Emma, a theatrical release. That was supposed to come out in theaters, but it, or it wasn't theaters, but now it's also released on video on demand on the 20th of this month, so it's already out. Uh, let's see. Fast the Furious 9 with John Cena! Oh! It was supposed to come out May 22nd, and now it's coming out April 2nd, 2021, so. A whole damn year. A whole damn year, John. A whole damn year. Your time, your time was up. Your time was now. We can't see you. Your time is now. So Mulan was supposed to come out March 27, 2020, and now that's to be determined. No Time to Die, the, the latest James Bond movie, was supposed to come out April 10th, 2020, nice. and now it's November 25th. Mm-hmm. Uh, is Malignant a sequel to uh, the Angelina Jolie one? I don't know. I didn't see it. Well, it's, uh, it was supposed to be August 14th, 2020, and I'm just wondering if that's not the sequel to the first two Disney ones she did. Uh, I'm just checking. If you want. Malignant? Malignant. No. It's a group of teens on a remote camping trip who must fend for themselves when their adult chaperone falls prey to an aggressive, otherworldly infection. Okay, well, that's what it was. That's weird. Onward, that came out earlier this year. It's, I mean, like, or late last year, I guess. It, no, no, Onward came out like a like a couple of weeks ago, actually. Ah, well, it's on uh, Disney Plus now. It's already on or VOD. Disney Plus, or it is. No, it's a, it is. It's okay. it's already on VOD. A Scoob, which is going to be a Scooby Doo movie that was supposed to come out May fifteenth, twenty twenty, and now it's to be determined. Spiral. I was excited for that. It, was, it came out May. It was supposed to come out May fifteenth, and now it's to be determined. Sonic the Hedgehog that came out already. I saw that. That was a decent movie. That's that's going to be on VOD in March thirty first. They're speeding the crap out of these v, VOD movies. Uh, you know, so uh, you gotta just do it now. You got people at home. New Mutants, April third, twenty twenty, and now it's to be determined because this movie cannot eat. No, we'll never see the fucking light four or five times now. Jesus. Never see the light of the day. Never see it. Wonder Woman 1984 is supposed to come out June 5th, 2020. Now it will come out August 2014, 2020. That is an ambitious. Although there's been talk that it might still go VOD. So we'll see. It might go VOD like permanent? Like It might also. happen. Yeah, we'll see. There's been talk about it. But I think they're probably holding out. Because again, that's one of those movies that could probably make a billion dollars. So they're like... We should make a billion dollars. Yeah. If you can't make a billion dollars, you should make a billion dollars. That's what that's that's what always led us the right way. Capitalism. So, what do we do if we run out of TV and movies? Like new TV and movies. Um. Well, there was that writer strike that we had way back when, and we weren't getting really solid stuff. We unfortunately lost a whole bunch of content because shit got canceled because of writer strike. This is worse than a writer's strike because you could always, you know, do, I don't know, random things or just, you know, do improv crap. No, no one can do crap. Yeah, no one. Mm-hmm. So the question is, 
with all these movies, should these movies continue delaying them as we wait on what happens with the C word? Because I gotta tell you, the C word is getting more and more vicious each day. Yep. Uh, it looks like we are at, we're still at the tip of this. We don't know how far the rabbit hole goes. This move, this could be for a while, which means that they will just be pushing these forward movies forward, or. Do they do what they've been doing with some of the movies and go to VOD really quickly? I think what's going to basically happen is any movie that anyone thought was going to make a relatively small amount, it's going to just it's going to get put on a service. You know, if they think it's like, hey, this movie might have only made a hundred million dollars, or it might have made like fifty million dollars, you know, anything like that, it's going to get pushed. And they're going to try to use it and put it, position it just the right time on the right service to be like, hey, you guys are bored. You got nothing to watch. Come watch this. And uh, I think that's probably going to happen for a lot of these. And then anything else that they think they can make hundreds of millions of dollars, uh, they're going to they're gonna wait. They're going to push it. Because it's just too much money to lose. Just too much. As much as I would love to see Black Widow on VOD, and or same with Fast Five, I kind of agree with you. Yeah. I think they're just going to do it for the smaller movies, and anything that they look like is going to do some serious numbers, they're just going to hold out. Mm -hmm. We'll get romantic comedies, we'll get comedies, we'll get some small drama movies, but anything big budget, summer box office. What about Soul? <laughs> If Disney thinks they can make a decent amount of money and get people to sign up for the service, it'll they'll probably do it to juice the numbers. But it's it's iffy, you know. Like I said, it's it's a Pixar movie. Typically, those always do well. So, you know, um, if they release it, and it's, I would assume it has to have a theatrical release to be eligible for the Oscars. So they probably want to hold it out because, you know, Pixar movies typically every year win an Oscar. Except, except last year. What one again? Uh, the the Sasquatch one. Oh yeah, but yeah, but that was also the year they like released Toy Story four. So it's like, come on guys, they're already over it. Like, you know, Toy Story four is fine. Like, like it's kind of hard for them to top Toy Story three after that. It's like they're, they're over it, guys. We're not gonna do this anymore. Stop trying to this game. We'll stop beating this dead horse when it stops mm -hmm. spitting out money. It's dead. It's dead. Stop hitting it. It's dead. I believe that was The Simpsons. Oh, stop it. it stop it. He's already dead. He's already dead. Homer was beating the shit out of the hamburger to the point where he was actually beating the hamburger to death. And he was doing it, doing it in front of Chip, which, I mean, hilarious. Gotta know better than to steal a hamburger from Homer Simpson. That's at the time he was pretending to be Krusty Clown. That's even worse. Krusty's not really uh, known for being uh, Mister Non Irritability either. But I think in, it was supposed to be more like he Krusty was McDonald, Ronald McDonald, and the Krusty Burglar. I get it. But yeah, also on Disney Plus. Watch it now. Hey, there you go. You got 35 years of The Simpsons you can catch up on. That is way too much shit. Hey, it's never too much. You know, 24 hours a day, 20 minute episodes. How many is that? Plenty. Watch a lot of episodes. Great stuff, man. Yeah. Stuff. Let's see. So it'd be like 24, 
divided by like what point three. You watch like eighty episodes in a day. You just let it run all day. It's probably not the right math, honestly. I went to school for English, y'all, so don't take that math for, for legit. I'm just looking at you like I hope your wife is doing your taxes because I you are fucking that up. I have a tax attorney to do that. And she charges me too much. So I'm gonna go do it myself next year, but <laughs> Uh, that's awkward. All right, so I think we got. No more. I think we got everything that we were going to say. I think we did. I think we did. So uh, during the rest of this crisis thing, we're going to try to go back to doing it weekly. We were trying to do it monthly, and I, I, I kind of hated it. But um. Yeah, he so did. At least he did. weekly. I did. I did. I felt like we lost our our mojo. I lost my mojo. You know. I got it. Austin Powers reference. Got your mood, you, Mr. Powers. This improves his sip for me and sip for my homies. Yeah. And then he proceeded to bone Frau Far Bisner. There you go. Who is the true mother, mother Scotty. Yeah. There was supposed to be a sequel to Gold Member where Scotty was going to be the main villain, and it never came off the ground. Could still happen. I mean, Mike Myers isn't doing anything. Seth McFarlane, Scott, Out. Seth Green isn't doing it a ton. Is there another season? Is there another season of Robot Chicken? Because if there There's is, always another season of Robot Chicken. But uh, you know, and he's rolled out Doctor Evil a few times in the last few years. Mm. You know, either pretending to be Trump or popping up on SNL as him or something. You know, because mm. he's evil. Yes. Yeah. But uh it could happen. Oh, have you seen my uh my He Man? No. When I wake in the morning and I go outside and I look and I look real high. Huh? What's What's going on? on? And I say hi yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we're gonna stop. playing with an action figure. That's damn right. I'm playing with an action figure. My daughter is still my Captain America action figure. I'm a little upset about that. She saw it in the box and she wants to open it. I was like, all right, well, I was gonna open it all along, but you were like a toddler and I was afraid you were gonna choke on shit. But I guess you're smart enough now not to do it, so I guess I can open it. Don't break it. She's still gonna break it. I'm not even. <sighs> it's okay. Because if she breaks my action figure, I'm gonna break one of hers. Damn right. Poppy the troll is gonna fucking get a haircut. Yeah. There you go. You you just gonna admit to traumatizing your kid on, on air like that? Look, look, it's not traumatization if she learns a lesson. If she's to respect other people's goods. That's still trauma. That's actually an excuse for many people for giving it's just a lesson, true believer. Excelsior! Why do you have so many action figures? Why don't you have so many action figures? Fair question. <laughs> it's Stanley. Excelsior. Enough said. No. Uh, R.I.P. Stanley. Yes. He's also dressed like Spider Man under this. He's got a Spider Man shirt on. Um, so, yeah, let's wrap that up, I guess. Uh, this was the review zoo. You can find us and much more content at rapturepress.com where it will be updated uh, immediately. Uh, 
this week so that when you hear this you will find that content there um otherwise you can follow us here at rapture press on instagram on twitter on all the social medias you can find us on facebook we're live streaming this to twitch right now i think it actually went well the whole time all right so that's a thing we can actually do in the future because i think i figured it out i think i figured it out sam i think i figured it out so did you figure it out I think I figured it out. I could probably even tell Ed how I figured it out because he's got a PC, so he should be able to figure it out. Yeah. We also have a Zanga. If you guys still use Zanga, we have one of those. What the fuck is a Zanga? It's you don't. No. Okay. I think it, I think that passed me by. I'm old. I you have to Google it. Will we have one? How would I spell it? With an X. So it's Xanga. Yeah, Zanga. Zanga. Can Bing even find this? Zanga 2.0. Zanga is a website that hosts weblogs. Wait, are you being fucking serious or are you just kidding around? And that's the show! <laughs> Alright, I'll see you guys later. We will see you all later. Peace, Lise. Peace. Peace.